0: Welcome to episode 40 of Unsweetened and Unfiltered. I can't believe we reached 40 episodes of Unsweetened and Unfiltered.
1: It's not even that. It's like the last episode of the year. Isn't that kind of sad? It's kind of crazy. Like,
0: wow. I'm so crying now. Like, no, I know. Really I'm very sad.
1: <laughs> but it's just crazy how, like, I don't know, you thought of this idea, Zaina. We brought it to life, and our supporters, our listeners really, really like allowed us to thrive within this and bring our mission to life again, like once again. And yeah. I feel like. Thank you to the women that even came on here and shared their stories. They're very incredible and courageous stories. But it's just, you do get emotional knowing like, I don't know, like we did this
0: and it happened and it worked out, alhamdulillah. It's our baby. I mean, 2019 was um, alhamdulillah really kind to us when it came to us creating, coming up with this idea, creating it, and then putting it out into the world. When it comes to like any project, especially a public one, it is terrifying because if you fail, you're not only failing, but you're failing publicly And I think that's like The biggest shame of all Well we kind of talk about that In this episode
1: actually In this episode We just basically answer A lot of your questions And they're really good questions They're very thought provoking questions But we also want to say Happy holidays To those who are celebrating Because we do have a lot of Non-Muslim speakers Or listeners And I kind of You know I want to be respectful Of all religions All faiths and everything And I think we're all one And I'm Some people are against Wishing happy holidays And all that stuff I'm not Like one of my best friends Is Christian And I respect her I respect
0: her religion Like I'm going to say Happy holidays we're all about inclusivity and we can't reach that if we're not being inclusive ourselves. And our religions are not that much different, you no, guys, no. to be honest. But how do you feel
1: around the holidays, it, like office wise? Because I feel like I partake in it because you're in your office. You're going to go to the holiday parties, the holiday dinners and stuff like that. But I make it known that I'm Muslim and I don't celebrate
0: Christmas just because I think you should. You should be open and honest about who you are and your identity. I do exactly the same thing, but I feel like I'm going to get a lot of backlash for saying this. <laughs> It really is the most wonderful time of the year. Because it's cozy. It's cozy. Everyone's in a good mood. Like you go outside and there's like a million lights. It's just, it's pretty. It's pretty. (laughs) It's really pretty.
1: It's really cozy. I love it. But I know those who are celebrating probably won't agree with you because they feel like they have to spend so much money on presents and they're the ones stressing out. While we're enjoying the sales and buying things for ourselves, (laughs) they have to literally have a list of buying things for their like friends and family. It's so interesting. I
0: think like Christmas in Chicago feels a lot more like Christmas than like back home in Florida where it's oh, like really? lights on palm trees. Yeah, but that looks so pretty. Yeah, it's feeling really pretty too. So the new year is right
1: around the corner and we actually have an update for you guys at the end of our episode that's really important that you guys have to listen to. It's more so like us finally taking our own advice and being held accountable because I think we give out advice so much that we kind of... hypocrites. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, this girl. Yes, you're hypocritical when you don't take your own advice. You can't just... You have to practice what you preach. Exactly. So it's really important to listen. Into the end of our episode, we do like kind of not reveal, I don't want to make it seem as all secretive, but we do have an update for you guys. But another update is um well, like kind of back going back to the new year, I we already wrote a post about this of just like instead of finding a resolution, and sometimes we not sometimes, actually I, actually it's like majority of the time we never stick to our resolution. I've never
0: met anyone who stuck to it. So you
1: feel like you failed right at the beginning of the new yeah. year by you know, setting such a high standard and saying, look, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to do this or I'm going to find a new job and stuff like that. I mean, those could be goals, but I think it's baby steps. But for me, I'm going to go about it differently this year. And we shared it in a post. I'm going to choose one word and I'm going to try my best to embody that one word throughout the year. And my one word was mindfulness. I want to be mindful of, what I want in life what are my needs and then also mindful of the people around me to be really like cautious and conscious of the people around me and to like like I said just be mindful just open your
0: mind and care about what's going on around you and about yourself as well I'm gonna steal that because I feel like it's such an important word that constantly gets like overlooked because we really aren't mindful I feel like we're going through life like robots Mm -hmm. we're constantly like on autopilot from work home home to work and we're really not taking a moment to look around us, focus on the other people, but focus on our inner selves as well um that's a good one Dunya. i like that i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest i stole it from my sister because she's always said be mindful because
1: she is she's really my sister is a very mindful person she puts others before her but i want to take a step further by being mindful of myself my needs and wants too because you you got to really focus on yourself and i think that should be like your you have to focus on yourself in the new year and then i'm kind of also just against like the whole like new year new me i think we're always growing every single day so don't just don't set yourself up for of failure. Don't feel like you have to be a completely new person and change every single thing about your life. But good news, you guys. We're going to be at MassIqna.
0: I'm so excited for this. You guys, make sure you come find us. We'll be at the Pally Roots booth. Hanging Which is out right front everyone. and center, you guys. Yes, I love Pally Roots. And, and they're so supportive of this whole podcast. I don't think we would even be doing this 40 episodes and if it wasn't for the whole Pally Roots family the Pally Roots family and Amen, who they introduced us to our podcast
1: existed because of them and here we are ending the year with them yeah subhanallah so, how everything honestly comes full circle it's amazing it's like amazing. they were so sweet they they're like we really want you guys to be part of the family but we also want to endorse you in a way at Mass Iqna so we it's just nice to be able to meet their fan base and introduce ourselves and yeah. our mission you don't find a lot of i guess like movements like that where pally roots like they want to support other people and they're always doing that
0: they're it's, always engaging I think with the community that's why they're so successful is because the they're shallow. not trying to hog up all of the, attention. the space or anything. they're spreading it out to everyone and i love that
1: absolutely so you guys we're going to be at the mass ikna pali roots booth on a friday the 27th Saturday the 28th and Sunday the 29th. I mean, those are just basically the dates for Massacre, yeah. which is going to be at McCormick Place in Chicago. Please, you guys, do not hesitate to introduce yourselves. Like, we want to meet you in real life. That's why we're doing this. We have so many people supporting us and sending us DMs and stuff like that. Like, I really am excited because I want to see them in real life. Like, I'm I want that real the, connection. Put the face to the Instagram name. Yes, I yeah. would love that. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And reminder, please stick around to the end to really listen to our update and our announcement. So... Let's dive in. Let's do it. So we have a lot of questions to answer, and these are really, really good questions. And Zane and I... Over the past year, we've been receiving, you know, some questions more often than others. We found them obviously in our DMs from you guys, and I love them because I feel like they're just so thought provoking. They are, and yeah. I appreciate the fact that they want our opinion on certain things. That I love that the most. You just like
0: feeling important, like kind of. Your, your thoughts count. You don't know even <laughs> I mean? I want to feel like we are guiding them, which yeah, is really yeah. nice. And we need guidance ourselves, but like, yeah, I agree. Okay, let's first question.
1: <laughs> oh God, I'm so done. Okay, so first question, you guys, is at what point are we good enough and and when are we self-improved to accept ourselves? This one is a really good one. Yeah. What What do you think, Zaina?
0: I don't think we're ever good enough. I feel like we always set goals for ourselves. And once we reach those goals, it's like a new set of goals kind of like develop in our head. And I don't think we'll ever be satisfied because we're constantly moving forward. I think we need to take a pause and just like look around and admire everything that we've accomplished. But we don't do that often enough.
1: We're going to talk about that point further all the way towards the end, you guys, because we have something that we want to update you guys on. But that was a great answer, Zana. For me, I feel like even just in general, taking it like adding religion into this i feel like allah's always giving us hardships and he's always testing us so i feel like there's always room to grow within every time you face a hardship you're going stronger wiser better and you're like more wiser than the, you know the previous day or the previous year and i think that's why i feel like is there ever such a thing as being good enough and i feel like sometimes society makes you think that you should reach this peak where you are the best of the best but it's like who are you comparing yourself to as well? That's another point. I think that's really important.
0: Social media isn't making it any easier because you hit a certain point in your life where you're like, okay, this is the point I've been working on for so many years. I've I've struggled so much. I've gave up so much to get to this point. But then you scroll on Instagram and you see someone is doing a lot better than you or they're quote unquote doing better than you. And it's kind of like, I don't know, it, it pushes you to like, leave that satisfaction of accomplishing something and kind of like throw it aside and be like, no, 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 I have to keep going. I have to keep pushing myself. We are the biggest critics, like our own biggest critics. And I don't think we take the time out to realize that like, where we're at in life is where where we wish to be five years ago.
1: And that's what I have in my notes. Literally, I literally said like, what tool are we using to measure this? And I feel like, yeah, in this day and age, we're using social media. But like you said that how we do compare ourselves to others around us, because I feel like I said before, we use social media as the tool to measure our growth. And that's like the worst thing that you can do yourself. I think it's very debilitating to just focus on others and compare where you are at where they're at. And I think that's how can you grow? You're comparing yourself to somebody's success story that you don't even know what they went through themselves
0: yeah everyone has their own story and and you can't follow someone else's storyline because that's not the life that you're living that's someone else's I mean you can't like put yourself in someone else's shoes literally um and I think social media is great for so many things but for this point in particular I think it's really hurting our mental ability to like just focus on our own happiness yeah but that's so true because even with mental
1: ability like we talked about this with amina in a previous episode like negative thoughts can really hurt you like i feel like when you have all these negative thoughts it really causes chaos like you're just all over the place you're really like just bringing yourself down and you're not accomplishing anything but i feel like when you start transitioning these negative thoughts into positive thoughts that's when you're kind of recalibrating your mind you're focusing on what needs to be done at that point at that time and then you can also focus on your goals so i think it's really important to focus on the positive because trust me. Anything that you're looking at, you can either look at it glass half full or glass half empty.
0: And think of it this way. You may be looking at someone else and not envying where they are, but you know, that little jealousy picking at you. But meanwhile, someone else is looking at you and thinking the same thing. Like, I wish I was in her shoes. I wish I was doing what she's doing. So When you think of it like that, I feel like it puts things into perspective.
1: Because on our social media, Zaina, we literally make our podcasting thing seem so easy. It's like all we do is just hit the record button and we just upload these videos. Like nobody knows all the stress that we go through. So please don't compare yourself to somebody else. Like social media is meant to be this highlight reel that we all just put the best of the best on there. Perfect filters and cropping.
0: No, it's not real.
1: We can go on and on about this. (laughs) Point is you're always good enough. Just really be proud of who you are, how far you've come, what you've accomplished. And it's okay to challenge your own self, but yeah. don't compare yourself to somebody else and try to achieve something because somebody else is achieving it. No, do things for you because you're going to burn out really quickly if you're doing things for the wrong reasons. Absolutely. Basically. Yeah. So next girl, question. next question. When did your life change for the better? How about you start Zaina?
0: I feel like this was pretty recent. I think I started leaving other people's opinions behind. And I don't mean the opinions of my family and my loved ones. I mean, the opinions of other people. And sometimes it's not even their opinions. It's like the opinions that I created in my head that I think they're thinking. Does that make sense? Whoa, yeah. That's the so exception like, right there, but I yeah. get what you're saying. But like, I'm thinking of like, oh, they're going to think this if I do that. It's like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. If I'm happy doing what I want to do and I know that I'm, you know, keeping my religion intact and I'm keeping my family happy, that's all that matters to me like I'm going to put in my happiness for me that's a top that's a top priority, priority right now so like I think before I was so timid I just didn't want anyone to think like oh look at her starting her own podcast like who the hell does she think she is now I'm like no like I have my podcast like I'm proud of it and I and I think at once I stopped doing that it allowed me to like finally fit into who I'm supposed to be but I
1: think everybody's gonna agree with you because literally I have the same answer it's yeah. when I decided and you guys like I can't believe I just decided this year to embody this but yeah putting your own happiness first like At this age, like I wish I had this mindset when I was much younger because I, I've said this before, like the age of 17, I think I was introduced to the bad side of our culture. It's the culture that we created within our culture is to get married young, to be introduced to marriage, to feel like you're not whole if you're not married and all that stuff. And I allowed other people's, just like you, Zaina, other people's opinions and other people's happiness to come first. And I was very miserable for a lot of years of my life because it takes a toll on you when you focus on other people and wanting to make them happy. And- the thing is, you can make yourself happy. And even though the people that you really love the most are not going to be happy with you at that moment, they're going to come around. They truly do. Especially, especially when you do things like the right way, just like, like I said, look like at you said, Zainab basically, if you're not, you know, compromising your faith, not compromising your religion, you're not harming anybody, do what makes you happy. I feel like my life completely changed for the better when I did start focusing on myself and what do I want to do. And putting my age to the side, because for the longest, my age is always the topic of conversation. You're this age, but you're not married. You're this age, you have no kids. You're this age, are you done with school yet? Like, it was just so much. And I looked at it and not to sound morbid, but I'm like, we don't even know when our last day is on this earth. So what does my age even matter? Honestly, at this point, you can pass away at the age of 16, or you can pass away at the age of 70. You don't know when your last day is. So I feel like, Man, life is so short and our religion is so simple. I think our culture kind of takes over sometimes. And then also, like you said, like even our mind where it allows us to like really overthink things. Just do what makes you happy. And if
0: you're worried about other people's opinions about you, not to be rude or anything, but no one really cares. Like yeah. no one cares If you decide to like choose a different major or not get engaged this year or whatever, like honestly, no one really cares. Everyone's focused on their own thing. So like if you decide to do something that makes you happy and you're worried about what outsiders are going to think, just go for it. I think what you're trying to also say, it's like, basically people they they'll still say
1: something about you they'll still say it to your face but, but it's so temporary yeah they'll move on they'll yeah. move on they're gonna say so it's up to you either you're going to just allow what they say to you seep into your mind or you're just gonna deflect them like you need to take care of yourself i'm good this is what this is the life path i chose i know it sounds easier said than done so i want to emphasize that this takes forever for you to just get to this Come point to it, yeah because dana you and i are close to the almost the same age and yeah. we just realized this we just started embodying this i feel like the more and more you are more confident with yourself the more your life does improve honestly
0: and I wonder how different our lives would be like I'm 27 you're 30 how different our lives would be if we realized this earlier in life and I know it's unhealthy to think that way like we can't really go back and change the past but just I mean for the younger generation the generation after us if you guys are listening take this and take it to heart Take into consideration because it really does make a difference with how you go about living the rest of your life.
1: It really does. It really affects you in the long run if you continue to just listen to other people. It really does. That's why I'm saying I wish I told, like, I wish my younger self kind of knew how to just put her foot down and be like this is not what I want this is what I want I'm gonna choose myself first before anything else that's why I always say like love yourself first like and don't I don't say it just to say it but truly love yourself first like listen to yourself like what does your heart want what does your mind want like what is it that you want that makes you happy that you're not gonna go to bed like at night just miserable because this whole day was just a waste or you feel like your life is going to waste because you're doing everything that everybody else is telling you to do you
0: know yeah. what I mean at the end of
1: the day it is your life and, and it also comes down to communication so if it's like people that are really important in your life telling you otherwise like if it's your parents like communicate with them talk to them be respectful when you do it goes a long way when you do yeah. that I think they'll understand you better and they'll push themselves away like they'll back off a little bit and they'll allow you to do what you want and you don't have to rebel like so much So let's go on to the next one ooh this one's a good one Zane I feel like you have a lot to say about this one How do you manage stress and what do you think about self-care
0: when it comes to managing stress, I don't. And it's so bad. And like we come here and we talk like, oh, you know, make sure you're taking time out for yourself. Make sure you're doing this. Make sure you're doing that. But like when it comes to my personal life and and dealing with stress, I kind of like just shove it aside. For me, when I when I'm very, very, very stressed out, I'll take a day off and I'll just like literally this is what I do. I sit in bed, I order, I postmates my favorite food and I watch Netflix. And to me, I mean, that's a such a bad version of self-care i think but like for me it's like i need that day where i can just pause everything and kind of like gain the strength to go back into the world and face everything that stresses me out. Let's talk about that though, because off mic, we said something about self-care because I think, you know, we resort to that.
1: We resort to Postmates, Netflix, chill and all that. I resort to facials and just, I don't know, going to a cafe, reading, whatever. That's like my self-care. But then what happens, Dana, when you're done watching Netflix and you're done eating and I'm done having my facial, you crash. You're temporary high when in that moment that you were doing these things that, you know, we label self-care, they're good in that moment, But then afterwards when they're done Then you're back to what you know What What you're miserable about What you like stressed out about So I feel like you know I kind of want to correct ourselves Over the past like year That we've been talking about self-care I think but you learn You learn as you go We realize like self-care is not it should not come in the form of a band-aid it should never come in the form of a band-aid yeah. it should be like you really need to focus on what is stressing you out you really need to sit down with yourself and be like let's just talk about even our podcast it stresses us out you yeah. know what i mean so i can't just be like okay we're done recording and then i'm gonna go get a facial and i'm gonna be happy again no because i'm gonna crash again so how can we fix this whole stressful situation with the podcast that we can like find um a remedial action to take look like, you know what i mean to like really think about it in the long run like what can i do now that's going to benefit Fit me in the long run rather than what
0: can I do now just to make me happy in this moment? I think it's like just sitting down and reevaluating how you live your life and how you go about your life and taking out or not really taking out because I know that's coming from a very privileged place. They're like Just take out the stresses. No, because sometimes you can't. But like working around it and trying to figure out solutions to make it less stressful, to make it where it's not as heavy as a workload it's really just sitting down and reevaluating.
1: you know but people don't even think about this type of thought like you when you think of self-care you think of like i said the facials and the easy and the relaxation sometimes self-care can come in the form of like a challenging route like taking on a challenge and like sometimes like we use self-care as an escape route it should not self-care should not be an escape route it should be a point where you self-care to the point where you prevent having to deal with this again yeah because if you're not taking care of situation is stressing you out it's gonna come again and again and again and you're gonna gonna burn yourself out so you I think we need to really redefine self-care I feel like yeah I'm
0: really bad at this and that's why I love having this platform and I love hearing how other people are managing their stress and their version of self-care because it's not something that we're taught you know what I mean we're taught Mm -hmm. to like brush our teeth and wash our face and and that's self-care like growing up that was it but like as adults we're not really taught to like heal our mental health exactly
1: basically our minds and I think that's what's being more affected nowadays that's what we're my stress like I feel like when my mind is like on overload I I can't deal with anything like I literally feel like so paralyzed at that point yeah yeah the moral of the story is self-care should not be a band-aid it should not be escape route you should really face the problem head-on I know it's hard and I know that's not what you expect self-care to be but just really think about your life in the long term and I think we're in a society where we think about life temporarily we think about today and tomorrow that's it like we we don't think long term honestly yeah somebody even said paying your taxes is is like self-care and I'm like that's so true because you don't want the IRS coming back for you like it's true yes. and
0: I laughed at that I'm like that is, I would have never thought like paying your taxes is a form no. of self-care when it comes to stress though I think there are obviously things that we can't take out of our life like no. obviously like You know, we have to work. We have to take care of the house. There's things that are always going to be there to stress us, but it's the other things that are manageable that we can kind of tweak and and work out. And I was just telling Dunya, like, when I'm stressed out, you can tell I'm stressed out because my voice will just be shot. That's Like so crazy. I, my voice will completely disappear if I'm upset. If I'm mad, like if I'm mad, I cannot scream. Like I completely lose my voice. Wow, it's like really. Then that's yeah, really bad. It's I think. really like. At, I don't know uh, what you. Yeah, me at I, work the I, other day, I was so stressed out, and like my coworker was like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like. He's like, did you just lose your voice? And I'm like, yeah, like it was completely gone. Can I I want that to happen to me? No. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> and I was like so afraid that, like, because we had to record the podcast the next day. And I'm like, oh shoot, like my voice it's just could be done here, but no, no, it came back. That but, no, yeah. that's so interesting.
1: There's you know what other people also say in our DMs? Like, how do you manage stress when the person that you're stressed off from is somebody that kind of like you have to deal with? Like, let's just say it's parents, or let's just say it's your sister or siblings or something. Like, what do you do? I think when in that case, it's very hard, but I feel like create some boundaries because Because you kind of can't, I know people are going to like disagree, but but for me, I I can never find myself cutting my family off or cutting anybody like a loved one off. But like those people, like, yeah, they, they, that's how they feel too. Like I can't cut my family off. How do I deal with them when they are the ones that stress me out? boundaries like really like communicate your boundaries with them be open and honest with them don't force really don't feel like you have to be you know don't allow them to force themselves on you basically so
0: basically it comes back to like communication just yeah. talking and like saying hey this is like really bothering me it's really stressing me out i had a uh, situation with one of my coworkers where like i literally walked into my boss's office and i'm like i don't want to be a snitch i don't want to be someone who's constantly complaining but this 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 and that and like the problem got resolved that's all it takes is just like opening up and and saying something. Using your voice, you guys. So let's move on to the next question. This is kind of similar to the other ones,
1: but it's what stands between you and becoming a happier person? I guess not a happy person, but a happier person. I feel like for me, the one thing that I need to really work on is self-doubt. And just like you, Zana, like, yeah, it's like sometimes you look at yourself like, oh, who am I to do this or that and stuff like that. You really doubt yourself so much that you're never going to accomplish anything when you allow to, put so much negativity on something that you really want to accomplish and you really want to work on. And I think it kind of self-doubt kind of goes hand in hand in today's world with fear. And I feel like sometimes we're so fearful of trying something new not because we think we're going to fail but we think we're going to fail and because everybody's going to see that you failed so it's kind of like your ego kind of comes into play like that's why i think we're so scared these days to try something new because i feel like we're so scared of what people will say when it doesn't come out amazingly or it looks amazing or anything like this even this podcast like i was kind of nervous i was like how are we going to sound how's how's everybody going to react and everything but you also got to realize that everything is like it's a learning progress Will I ever listen to our first episode? No, I, to this day, I still beg Zaina, can we re record it? Because I don't, I hate it. I hate how I was and everything, but you learn, you learn as you grow. And that's all, that's what life is all about, I think. And it,
0: that kind of comes back to what we talked to Sophia about, and it was imposter syndrome. And I think that's something that so many people are dealing with. But at the end of the day, the highest CEO of a company and the lowest intern are all having the same thoughts. Like, how am I here? How am I doing this? Am I good enough? And I think once we can battle those thoughts and win over those thoughts, we can finally like come into ourselves and realize that like we are here for a reason like we've done what we've needed to do to reach this point and we are capable of you know doing that like for me I feel like I'm constantly at like a tug of war game with my own mind like I want to do stuff but it is those tiny little thoughts in the back of my head that are like pulling me back saying like no no it's like no, you no.
1: wonder how much we're capable of, but little do we know because we're just holding ourselves back. I think another thing for me, I know you disagreed with this kind of Zaina, like comfort zone. Because I know sometimes, yeah, comfort zone is a good thing in mm-hmm. some aspects. But for me, my comfort zone is just being at the same job that I'm at that I'm not happy with. And I think that's also something that's holding me back from being a happier person because do I feel like applying and finding a new job and meeting new coworkers and having a new completely new job and everything and yeah. job description. It's like, I'm kind of not scared of that, but it's like, I'm just... I I guess, too tired for it, but it's like, I need to move on. I need to get out of this job so I can become happier because it's not normal to have so many mental breakdowns in the bathroom of your job. Like that's when, you know, Loki, you, you need, need to get leave. the hell out. Yeah. You have to leave and everything. So I think that's also another thing that I need to stop being so well acquainted with my comfort zone. I need to just you know move it to the side and move on and go to the next chapter of my life yeah and,
0: and comfort zones are great because you can retreat back to them but they're also restraints like yeah. you're saying like they do hold you back from what you need to do to move forward and be successful and not even success in like money terms but success when it comes to our mental health okay girl okay. next one <laughs> are you ever afraid to speak your opinion absolutely are like, you? I, yeah, because like, I'm the type, I don't like confrontation. Like, I don't want to argue, like, I'm just kind of like, you know what, like, I don't have the energy for it. That's this. what it is. But when it comes to like, things that I'm truly like, passionate about, like, don't get me wrong, I like to think of myself as someone who's very laid back and chill and whatever. But no, I'm like, my husband will tell you that I'm not. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> like will, some will, will. Yeah. It just depends on the day It depends on my mood. But like, when it comes to minimal things like i'm not going to like i just don't have the energy and i'm like you know what like if someone thinks a certain way Sometimes people are so rigid in their thoughts That no matter what you say No matter how many facts and and statistics that you pull out They're always going to think the way they think So it's not even worth it I totally agree with you Coming from somebody that used to argue all the time on Instagram (laughs) I can't believe I was
1: one of those people But when it comes to Palestine I get really like really passionate about it But you're so rising Because it's like there's some people that, As much as you are so stuck on what you're saying They're also stuck on what they're saying So you guys are not going to convince each other You're both wasting your energy It's like arguing with a brick wall Like nothing's going to change Yeah But for me, like, I wouldn't say I'm ever afraid to speak my own opinion. I don't think it has anything to do with fear or anything like that. I think we're both like, I'm I'm pretty passionate on certain things and certain aspects, and I know. But for me, I feel like when you do say your opinion out loud, you have to realize it's going to be met with like a thousand or more other opinions from other people. So are you ready to face that? Are you ready to, to like literally combat all these people online when you do say what you have to say? And just like you said, like sometimes I really don't have the energy for that. Like I used to really like... Anything that used to bother me that I used to see on the internet and I would disagree with, I used to say something about it. But now I just like walk away from it. I think internally, like you kind of want to change people. You want people to like see the light. It's like you can't do that. You can't save everybody. No, you
0: can't. Like I said, it's like arguing with a brick wall. Like nothing's going to come of it. And I also want to talk about the whole cancel culture. I hate it. I because- hate it. That's something that does exist. So we constantly have to bite our tongue and constantly have to hold back the things that we really, really want to talk about because we're afraid it might offend someone. Don't get me wrong. There are things that are like super offensive. Like, why are you saying this? But cancel culture is real, you guys. Something that I kind of think that can put our minds at ease when it comes to that. I saw this statistic online that said 22% of America is on Twitter. And Twitter is like the hub for cancel culture you know what i mean that's where everything starts but only two percent of those 22 percent are the ones generating content so they're the ones only two percent are the ones spilling out this negativity oh wow and we think it's the whole world but it's only two percent of the people on social media i know but sometimes
1: like even within our culture and our society when you're canceled the whole, everybody knows so you feel like the whole world knows because yeah, everybody's do, attacking yeah. you from left and right but like asia not asia it was actually um Aaliyah. it was in her episode where we were talking about hijab and she's like you know my opinion is so unfavorable but she's like what happens to the days where you're allowed to have an opinion yeah and i'm like that's so true like these days you everybody just goes with the flow whatever somebody says you just you go along with it so you can be just on the popular boat and not like be the, out, the outlier and if you're the outlier that means the light is going to be literally shining on you and everybody's going to be focused on you what you have to say I think people don't want that attention like you know what I mean yeah so you kind of follow the crowd and it's so crazy we're on Instagram and they do say followers and I feel like we all have become followers rather than leaders and I think that's why I want to slowly step away from social media for that aspect it's like you want to regain your sanity back you want to be your own person again I feel like you lose yourself on social Social media,
0: And I feel like if we're going down the path where everyone will slowly become robots, like no one's going to have their own opinions because they're so deep within us. Like we're not sharing what we think. We're not really showing who we are as people because we're so afraid of getting canceled. And honestly, if I'm going to get canceled for something that I truly believe and I'm truly passionate about, so be it. Yeah, so be it. Because you have to really pick and choose your fights. And if, if you pick something that you truly 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 believe in then I'm okay with that I, I I completely agree with you
1: on that I think that's why like there's just such an increase in depression and anxiety and stuff like that because I really think that not majority of us but like I feel like some of us yeah you're on social media and you're you kind of like portrayed this person that you're really not no. and you feel like you have to so to, to not stand out but then at the same time like everybody I don't know it's I just don't like social media I'm kind
0: of getting over it in a way I do and I don't yeah. yeah at the beginning like I was posting so much like when I first made my Instagram it was like every day and then I got tired keeping up with Instagram Zena because Instagram Zena is not real life Zena. like it's she's really it not it's not like you're fake but there's just this certain image no. you have to portray like I don't know it's the weirdest thing you guys like, you constantly have to keep up with yourself yeah that makes sense like you it's do. a lot of work I just miss keeping up with the Kardashians and when life was simple you just tune
1: in on <laughs> (laughs) Sunday I didn't know I have to keep up with my own self and like that's why I say you I don't want this persona where you have to like be a certain way online be a certain way in person and that's why some people like when they meet their like you know somebody can have like a huge following online and then when you meet them in person they're very introverted and stuff like that because that's who they really are and then people get really offended when they do meet them in in person and they're introverted like I honestly think I am an introvert in person like sometimes I do like you know what I mean I feel like sometimes I have to be bubbly in person because that's the person I am online Online, but it's there's I don't know, there's just a difference between who you are online and who you are in person and it's not about being fake, it's just the way the world works these yeah. days.
0: I don't know if anyone is truly one hundred percent who they are online in real life. Like Cause I think 'cause you're human. You yeah, gotta yeah. fucking
1: turn off for a bit. Like online, unless you're, always you're showing
0: on. every minute, like you're showing your highs and your absolute lows, unless you're doing that, I think there is fine line between the two.
1: Girl, yeah, we can really get into that. The next question kind of is similar to the other ones we kind of answered. So we can probably be really brief about this one, Zana. Okay. It's like, what's one mistake you'll never do again? And what lessons in life did you learn the hard way? Like for me, like, I still agree. Like, I think the one mistake I've ever done is putting the happiness of others before me. Um, this includes everybody, like from my loved ones to friends to everything. Like I always literally put everybody's happiness before mine. And then like I like I said before, like you can still make your friends and your family happy in a way where you're still doing what you want to do. You just got to yeah. be respectful about it. And I think when you're young, you want to rebel and there's there's a lack of respect in that and you're 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 trying to yell what you're trying to convey and yelling is not going to get you anywhere honestly like that's not going to get you anywhere you're not communicating you're just shouting and nobody's honestly listening to you so I feel like Put your happiness first, even if your parents say you'll be the death of them because like you're not going to like you're not becoming a certain like you're not becoming a doctor. You're not getting married at this or whatever. Like your parents just say these things like that's not going to really happen. You know what I mean?
0: Um, For me, I think it's believing that people have the same intentions that I do and not realizing that like, yeah, I may be, you know, wishing the best for you, but doesn't mean you're wishing the best for me. And I think that it took me a while to understand that everyone's intentions are not on the same level. And, like, you really have to be picky when it comes to friends and who you open up to at the end of the day.
1: You know, because we're taught to have high expectations, but then now as adults you realize you should have no expectations. But then at the same time, you should have some sort of standards because you don't want low quality friends or whatever people that you're surrounded with. It's a juggle. It really is. It honestly is. And I agree with everything you just said. I I think it's
0: okay to put up walls. Like we talk about like, oh, I need to let my walls down. No, when it comes to certain people in your life, it's okay to have those walls and have them high.
1: I think that that was my problem. I, I used to be very trusting like i swear i was an open book and then i realized like not everybody deserves your story not yeah. everybody deserves every ounce of who you are and everything because you don't know what their intentions are at the same you know what i mean i mean i have
0: nothing to hide but at the same time not everybody should have that much yeah. access
1: to you you should no, not absolutely
0: i think it was rihanna when she broke up with like one of her boyfriends that yeah. said you didn't deserve to know me that way yeah and it's like you those certain people they don't deserve to know me so like You gotta really be picky with who you let into your life. This one's a funny one. If you could have
1: chosen your own name, what would you have picked? First of all, let's talk about (laughs) names. And I think us as Arab or Southeast Southeast Asian or anybody else that that has a name that's different than Amanda and and like Bob or Bill or whatever, (laughs) I know how hard it was when we were in school and we were younger and. I know this is like said so many times, but you know when your name is about to be called on the roll call or whatever, when the teacher just looks at the paper funny. And pauses. That does a lot yeah. to a young kid. Like yeah. you already feel different. You already don't celebrate the same holidays as they do. You don't. You already are like in the transition stage where your parents are like, oh no, you can't be wearing shorts anymore. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, you stand out because you are different. And then not only that, but here's your teacher in front of the classroom not not knowing even how to pronounce your name. It
0: mentally kind of like, it has an impact on you. Oh yeah, my hand would shoot up as soon as the teacher paused. I'm like, that's me. Like I already know. It's Zayna. Like yeah. But I feel like, yeah, it was really tough as a kid. But now it's kind of my name is a conversation starter. Yes. Like when I say my name is Zaina, like, oh really? Like where are you from? And I get to tell them I'm from Palestine. And it starts this whole like chain reaction of, of a conversation. But I didn't think that way as a kid.
1: No. And that's what I i literally said the same thing. Like, I feel like our names tell a story before we even, even really tr- fully introduced yeah. ourselves. And I don't know. How do you feel about when people say, where are you from, from? I kind of don't get offended in a way, but maybe yeah. because I'm Palestinian and I want people to know yeah. about Palestine. So I'll say it. But I understand why other people get offended. It's like, why can't you see me as an American first? Why do you have to assume right away that I am not from here? I mean, technically, you and I were born here. So yeah. we are from here. So if somebody were to ask, where are you from? You say America. But There's just this pride in me that I can't wait to just like unleash and let you know that I'm Palestinian. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I feel like yeah, when you're younger, it really does a lot. And I feel like also teachers, when they used to like not know how to say my name, they'll kind of like just give me like another name or something like that. So it's no, like whenever,
0: no. even when you were younger, you were kind of taught to like conform and like assimilate right away. Instead of I like. I don't know how many teachers are listening, but if you have a student, like if you're preparing for the new year, or whatever, if you have a student and you're looking at the attendance list and their name is something that you can't pronounce, do your research, figure out how to say that name, and don't put that. On the spot. Damn, Zana. That's no, like how you really feel? Because we have all these beautiful Arabic names and beautiful names that that mean things, that mean something that were passed down. There's from a like, story behind yes, it from exactly. our parents. And you're just like making that child feel even worse about having a complicated name that's hard to pronounce I want
1: to highlight two people my sister who is an educator and my high school teacher and her name is Shada Oda she was the sister of Fifth and Oda that yes. was on here they like I felt seen in high school because she was the only teacher that said my name the correct way and she yeah. said it proudly and she Danya. said dunya she didn't try to Americanize my name as an as a Middle Eastern teacher no and my sister does the same thing like she doesn't say Ahmed. she's like Ahmed like yeah. you know what I mean and I love that and I feel like we need more Arab teachers Southeast yeah. Asian teachers like that, that can kind of normalize but our even names. like
0: asian teachers that like you know a chinese kid that might have a tough Same. name do your research call the parents be like hey i know your kids in my class how do i pronounce their name correctly i feel like that's the least that they can do to kind of like normalize the name in the classroom so basically
1: when we were younger we wished we had different names
0: yeah, now obviously don't no, but do
1: you want to say what your name what you want mine to was be?
0: jasmine i think it was because basic <laughs> i know it was so basic i think it's because like when you tell people you're middle eastern it's like oh like like Like, you're like Jasmine and Aladdin. So, like... It, was, it just kind of grew on me. I don't yeah. know. I like the name Jasmine. I, mind you, I have a friend who's Palestinian Arabia, and her name is Jasmine, and it's a beautiful name. Mine is going to be. I wanted Roxanne. I just felt
1: like <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> it was just different. I liked Roxanne. it because I felt like it was like kind if it's different. Oh Roxanne. My God. Like every character on TV, that was like, like, like whatever. I do not look like a Roxanne. I have a friend there. Her name is Roxanne. It's very fitting for her. But I just felt like for me, I wanted that name. I always yeah, did. I don't know. Maybe so I seen some characters on TV or something. something. And her name was Roxanne. And I was just like, I was. Like, Ooh, I love that's that that's
0: hilarious but was that was the younger
1: us now it's like I would never change no. my name for the world and now I'm trying like I'm being better at pronouncing my name correctly. And you know when sometimes when you call like a customer service or something like that or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, what's your first name?" Whatever. Sometimes us Arab like because we know that they're not gonna understand our name, we we just spell out our name. Yeah. I stop doing that. I'll say my name, and if then if you still don't understand it and you want me to spell it out, cool. But I'm gonna say my name before just just jumping to the like you know to the point where I'm just like giving. Oh, you the well, i will just give them
0: like American names. Like if you're at Starbucks, you're like, "Oh yeah, my name is Jessica." Like no no like no. let the lady write your name on that cuff
1: Let her struggle a little bit. You <laughs> know my <life> is- <laughs> struggle Ooh, this one's this one's interesting because i don't know i feel like it's so close let me just say the question how do you picture your life when you're 60 years old that's hard to picture but then at the same time i feel like it's so close in a way like no. i mean with, i already turned 30 like i was like that's in 30. diapers the other day no. and now i'm like no. 30 like
0: you're no there's it's, nothing left no stop it's it. It. just doubling my life i guess <laughs> that's it is getting really morbid on this episode i don't know um bit. i picture myself being the really cool city that like all the grandkids want to come over and chill at my house how old would your grandkids be if you're 60 i don't want to do the math that's what i'm saying that's why i couldn't answer it. i was like would
1: i have grandkids or would i not have grandkids no you probably would have. okay if i'm 30 now let's say i get married let's say by 35 i'll have a kid then by 60 the, this kid will be i'm not doing math you guys oh on air God. but well, i'm sure you have, have grandkids. grandkids yeah
0: um <laughs> because i see myself also being like the cool mom but not like the cool where like i let you get away with anything but like Your friends will come over and they'll want to come over and chill at the house. Like, I feel like my grandkids would be the same way. I just want to, I just want to chill. I want a very simple life. I just want to chill and like be at peace and not worry about anything. And then I don't want to be working at 60. Like I want something that I can volunteer with or like do the work, but nothing full time. But do you think you're going to have a great retirement plan that you're not going to be working at 60? inshallah i hope so
1: <laughs> i worry. Worry. i feel like these days like you see 70 year olds working at cash a cash register know, and stuff like that so and it used to be because they want to do it for fun they're bored but no now i feel like a lot of they people have to. have to work and that's so scary to me honestly. and this is a
0: message to everyone on everyone listening don't spend your money on stupid things like i, I feel like right now we're spending our money to keep up with other people But like when when you're 60, think of it this way. When you're 60, do you want to be working or do you want to be chilling in your beach house? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like I'm being honest, like think about what, is important to you and like all these like you know designer stuff and like whatever like it doesn't I don't want to have this mental stress
1: that I have now at the age of 60 I want I want to live in a little cottage have my own little family you come and visit I want to be very like I want a tight-knit family that's what I grew up in a very tight-knit family and I want that to always be the case like I want my kids to always come over I want my grandkids to come over I think family is the number one important thing if you don't have family what do you really have and Maybe I don't want to speak in general terms because some people, yeah, they don't have their family. They're not close to their family and stuff. But have that good group of people that you're really close with. And I think that's how I want to navigate the rest of my life, just to always have a shoulder to lean on. But I just want a simple, simple, simple life. Like, I want a home, not a house, not a mansion. I want just... I don't want a car anymore. Literally, I want to get rid of my car. Like, I just want to walk everywhere. Like, I don't know. I just want a chill a life. cozy like life. Yeah. Yeah. At the age of 60. Like, I want the life. Well, maybe not our grandparents, because our grandparents did really have a hard life. But towards the end, like when they've seen their kids grow, like you see the joy on their face just yeah. being around family. It's like, that's what I want to look forward to. Like, that's what I want to make me happy. Not the materialistic yeah. things. Or, and I hope social media will be de- dead by then. Oh, but God. who knows? We can wish. I know. We'll see. But yeah, work now relax later. Oh, I like that. Better than play (laughs) later. (laughs) Okay, you guys, next one. Do you believe there is good in everybody and how to choose to trust people? Basically, I think that's what how I read this question.
0: I think this goes back to like nature versus nurture. And you have to think are people inherently evil? Or does life and the things that happen to them affect who they are? I like to believe that there's good in everyone. And I but like, I feel like it varies from person to person. Like you could grow up in a loving household and still be a bad person.
1: I feel like this, I agree with you because I feel like I don't know. I, I feel God creates us all good. Like you're born good. You're a good person. But I think, like you said, like the outside, the everything that happens externally to you can affect you to become either a better person or a much worse person. Because things that can happen to somebody that can really change your, their perspective on life. And I feel like sometimes you find somebody and you think that they're just such a horrible person, but you really don't know what they, what they went through. But now I kind of like really think a little bit deeper, like, man, I wonder what happened to them that they are a horrible person, because you're not born a horrible person. I I really don't think you are. Just like people say, you're not born a racist. You're not. It's just what you've been taught in life and what has happened to you in life.
0: But when it comes to like choosing people to trust, I think I'm very cautious with who I open up to. This is good because I'm protecting myself, but it's also bad because I feel like I give off this vibe that I'm like standoffish and like shy, but I'm not shy. Like I'm really not shy. I'm just very protective of myself? Does You're that make a sense? I'm a little shy. I'm a little, shy. A I'm little, a little shy. But like I feel like people just assume that I'm just like standoffish and like full of myself because i'm not opening up and i'm not like sharing my whole business with everyone do you know so what i mean
1: i agree and i feel like it also goes back to like not being so naive because i know you yeah. want to try to see the good in everybody and you want people to get to know you you want to get to know people but i feel like there's a really a fine line in between trying to see the good in everybody and being so naive so you got to realize when somebody is being toxic to you like there's only yeah. so much you can take there's only so much you can brush off like when it comes to trusting people Like if this person's screwing you over time and time again but then they they're apologizing. They're saying, sorry, there's, you know, there's so many apologies that you should, should accept. Like stop giving chances as handouts, like second chances, There yeah. should not be handouts. You should really like, I don't know how to ex- protect yourself. Like you said, Zaina, really yeah. protect yourself, protect your sanity.
0: So something that my mom always says is trust takes forever to build up, but can be destroyed in seconds. You know what I mean? So you have to be picky with who you allow in your circle and who you allow yourself to open up to.
1: And it goes back to creating boundaries, you guys. Like, yeah. boundaries should be like the word of the year. I really think that's like really important. Like, you can still have a relationship with somebody and not choose to completely cut them off, but set up some boundaries. Like, you don't have to talk to this person every day. You don't have to see them every day. You don't have to hang out with them. And they don't need to know every single thing that's going on in your life, but you can still kind of include them in a way in your life. Because I know sometimes it's hard to just completely cut somebody off. And sometimes, like we said earlier, it's your family or friends or whatever. And you, not friends, but like somebody that kind of has to be in your life. So, so for
0: 2020 we're setting boundaries basically that's the goal
1: you guys should have already been setting boundaries i think we've taught you guys enough in the past episodes with boundaries it's so important this one is a really good one so this question is is it easier to hate or is it easier to love i'm going to give you
0: this question Zaina. okay so when i first read this question i thought definitely 100 it's easier to hate because when you love someone and I'm not talking just about romantic love. I'm talking about the love that you feel for your family, for your mom, for your siblings. When you love someone, you're constantly worrying about them and you want them to be happy. You want them to be safe. You want them to be, you know, just at peace. You know, I have my niece and she's literally everything to me and I love her so much. And the thought of something happening, God forbid, kills me. But then I really sat down and I, I analyzed this question. I really took it. Into consideration of what it means to love and hate. And I think now, I think it's easier to love because when you hate someone, you're constantly carrying around that hate with you and it's on your chest and it's weighing you down and it's very, very, very heavy. No matter where you're at in your life, no matter where you go, whether you're sitting at your desk at work or you're out to dinner with your friends. That hate is still with you, and it never really goes away unless you do something to resolve that hate. But you don't think that way. You think just because you, when you cut somebody off, and because you hate them, you feel like
1: you cut them off physically, you don't see them anymore. But little do you know that you're carrying that hate in your heart, and it's weighing really heavy on you. You don't think that way, and Mm -hmm. I I love that that you explained it. That's why I was like, you just answered this question because that's that's such a good way to think of it.
0: Because hate only—I think you said this before—hate only affects you. Yeah, like the other person, they don't really care if you hate them, but it's affecting you. It's weighing you down. It's like a gray cloud over your head, following you around wherever you go. Like it's not going to go away no matter how far you put these people. And this kind of goes hand in hand with the next question, which is
1: like, like, what's your best approach to resolving conflict? And I feel like this is something that everybody kind of needs to find a common ground and how to navigate it when it comes to conflict. It's really hard.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, for me, thank God for moms and thank God for spouses, because I need to vent when I'm upset. I need someone to talk to. And And I kind of had to condition my husband when I come and I vent. I'm not really looking for like logical solutions. I'm just looking for like someone who's going to hear my problem and agree with me when I'm upset. Agree with me. You know what I mean? Like Just someone who can take it all in, just a shoulder to lean on. And Once I've calmed down, then you can sit with me and talk to me and walk me through what I need to get done in order to resolve the conflict in general.
1: I think we're all like that. We just want to be able just to unleash it, let it out of our system, just like almost like a detox, a mini detox. And then we can kind of Insert all the good suggestions from our family, friends, or whoever you trust that can give you like their opinion yeah. on whatever conflict. But I also think when it comes down to conflict, I feel like we have to shift our focus from not only looking at things from like our perspective, which we tend to do because we always think that you're the right person, oh, yeah. you're you're right in this situation or in this um issue. But I feel like we need to start acknowledging that there is another perspective that's present and that exists, which is the other person that you have a conflict with. And I feel like it really is important when like if you're having a conflict, let's just say with your spouse or with your parents, like these are important people in your life that you're not gonna that you don't want to cut off so when you approach a conflict you don't want to just attack them to the point where they kind of do want to just leave and get out of your life and stuff like that you have to realize like if you care about them care about them also when then there's a conflict that does arise between the two of you care about them enough to want to listen to their side because when you approach a conflict, the end goal should be to resolve it. But when you're going in there and you're trying to see who's right and who's wrong, then that's not your end goal. You're not, your end goal is not trying to resolve it at all. You're trying to prove a point now. You're trying to like feed your ego at that point. So, And then also when it comes to conflicts, I feel like sometimes like you said, we don't, we have barely any energy left in us that we kind of don't want to even like not talk things out, but deal with conflicts that we kind of sweep it under the rug. But that really damages you. That really like kind of messes you up. And I feel like once you know how to really effectively communicate and comprehend with other is saying, then you wouldn't avoid like resolving this conflict. You would just face it head on in a productive manner.
0: Yeah. And I think in order to communicate and comprehend, you have to be physically and mentally present like I don't know I like to think of myself as a calm person but when I get mad I get mad like I'm people get really surprised when they find out I have a temper because I'm it's not like my first personality trait it's something that just pops up so for me I've learned this the hard way when I'm upset I just need to like remove myself from the situation allow myself to gather my thoughts because if I come up to you like you said earlier screaming is not going to get you anywhere like you're incoherent no one understands what you're saying you're not making any sense just pulling yourself out saying you know what i need a few minutes let me gather my thoughts let me calm myself down and i think that's when that conversation of like working to resolve the conflict can actually happen and saying you're sorry goes a long way but like are you someone who says i'm sorry you you should say i think i need to be better at saying those words i'm sorry but
1: also meaning it but i think I just seen it online. Somebody said, I'm sorry. There's a way to say, I'm sorry. You should say, I'm sorry for then fill in the blank rather than saying, I'm sorry, but when you say, I'm sorry, but the next few words are basically, you're putting the blame on the other person. So there's a way to even say,
0: I'm sorry. I feel like I don't even say, I'm sorry. I don't remember the last time I said, sorry for me. I show how sorry I am through actions. Like if I'm, if I've upset my husband, he's coming home and I know that I'm, you know, I'm in at fault. I'm going to make his favorite meal or something like that's how I say sorry. I don't really actually say I think it's so is like it a, a good thing or is it a bad thing? What is it? I think it's a pride thing. Like it I'm is so a pride prideful thing. that I don't want to say I'm sorry, but like I'll cook your favorite meal. But I'll you'll do you what something. it takes to yeah, apologize yeah. action wise. It's more than a, Yeah, it's actions. So yeah. I think it means more. But like, I don't know.
1: This one's a good one. Is there something you have dreamed of doing for a long time? And if if so, why haven't you done it? For me, you guys, it's always been my dream and not for selfish reasons, but I feel like there's more to this dunya than what we do daily, which is like upload on social media or all the stuff that we do or whatever I feel like, or even just going to work every day. I feel like I want to be able to serve my purpose while I'm still living. And one of the things I would love to do is just literally taking a break from work, from life, from everything and going to refugee camp and just really grounding myself, honestly, and just realizing that there are other people out there that are so much less fortunate than you. And I want to be able to just, I don't know, like just help them smile with them have fun with them enjoy allow us to both enjoy our company and just feel like I'm actually doing some good in this world going to work every day I don't feel like I'm benefiting anyone really other than obviously me and paying my bills and like especially the job that I have like I feel like there's just so much more that we're capable of and we kind of just get stuck in the mundane things. We get stuck in the same things that we do every single day that, I don't know, we kind of lose focus on why we are why we were even created in the first place. If that makes sense, I don't know.
0: Yeah, now I don't want to answer my question. Why? What's your says Because I, I said the same thing where I kind of want to put a pause on my job but it's for more selfish reasons. Like I just want to spend time with my family. It's not selfish. I feel like it's not as selfish, (laughs) but it's like mine is more like,
1: I feel like we just tend to forget about those people. We put them like as 2D images and we forget that
0: they actually do exist. There's actually kids
1: kids starving in Yemen. They're not just a photo that you share online and you just throw money at. You know what I mean?
0: Like, so I like your answer too. But I I think yours is like more like, you know, humanitarian. No. Okay. But I just want to spend more time with my family. I think, Living far away from everyone, it kind of made me realize how important just like quality time with your family really is. There's so many events that I've missed, like weddings and baby showers and, you know, uh, bridal showers and all that stuff that I miss because one, I'm at work and two, I'm in Chicago, miles away from everyone. So I think just like putting a pause um, and just enjoying like If I, if I want to travel, I can travel. If I want to start some organization and, and, and volunteer, I have the time to do that. And I think the reason why I haven't is because in my career, it's based on experience, like how many years of experience you have. So if I do put a pin on my career, I'm afraid that like, I can't go back to where I was. I'd have to start at the very beginning and like that scares me so much. You know what scares me is like when we, let's just say, this sounds morbid. I'm literally being
1: morbid you on this are. episode. Oh my God. But like when you die and you look back, you're going to be like, damn, I wish I just quit my job and screw it. And I would have spent more time with my family, found a different job that I didn't need to ha- continue always working. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think we look back a lot on life and we're like, I wish I did things a different way because in this moment, you feel like, yes, you need to work. Like this is what you want in life. And for me, I feel like, yeah, I can't stop my job and stop paying bills and stuff like that. I'm waiting on one of these presidents to freaking forgive our student loans. (laughs) So I don't have to work anymore But that's about it Like I feel like In the moment We feel like we need to be Where we're at right now But truthfully in our hearts This is not where we want to be So it's like Why are we I don't know It's again tugging pool Why can't we just let go And just chase after Our dreams Or whatever makes us happy I feel like I don't know. I think we think the hereafter is so far away that we think we're going to live on forever and forever. And that's why we don't act like this might be our last day. Let's do something that's worthwhile that we want to do.
0: That's so that's true. That's not so morbid. No, it's not. <laughs> kind of, a little bit. A little, a little bit. I guess but I get what about it you're lately. saying. I, think, I get what you're saying. Like it's... We're so focused on like the dunya that we're not really thinking of like the bigger picture. And
1: that's what brings us to the next question where it's like, in what word, what or who do you live for? And for me, I'm trying to become more God conscious. I feel like it, there was one point in my life I was doing so good. I was praying, I was listening to lectures. I was going to lectures. I was so well-connected. I was buying books about the Dean and reading them and I'm really intrigued. And then I feel like once my life, my like in this dunya where my life gets hectic with either work or family or friends or anything, just anything that's going on, I slowly start distancing myself. And I think that's so detrimental and it's not good. And I need to like better balance my faith with what's going on in my life so sometimes i look at what i'm doing and i'm like is this worth it if at the end of the day i'm not praying on time if i'm not focused on allah if i'm not having conversations with allah so i i don't want to say in the new year because i'm going to talk about the new year and like maybe i don't know in a post or something like that because yeah. i think we focus on the new year and we put this resolution out and it's just like i think that's the worst way you can start a new year is putting this like resolution out that you're never going to even accomplish but what i'm trying to say is like Every day, I want to try to better my relationship with God. I want to better my relationship with my faith and just strengthen it. And I think that's what I want to live for because I feel like when you're so well connected with Allah and you're so well connected with your faith, everything Subhanallah starts falling into place. But the more you distance yourself from Allah, the more things fall apart in your life and everything just goes haywire. So and then you're like, why is this happening? It's yeah, yeah, it's because I'm. I haven't talked to Allah. I haven't prayed on time. I'm not saying I don't pray, but I think praying on time is something that you really need to start doing it.
0: That's yeah. it, exactly. Thank I, you, Sana, for always like condensing no, no, my thoughts. I feel like I I'm it. the same way. with, like gosh. my salah. It's like, well, okay, Aisha happens at three o'clock or whatever. I'm no in a meeting. No, one does not start, start at three o'clock. Aisha? Aisha? I'm not, like in this Nahisha, I'm an Asad. Sorry, my bad. I'm an Asad, Is at three o'clock. Well, I'm gosh. in a meeting at that time. Yeah. Like, do I put work first? Like, how do I manage that? And how do I like put? Allah first. And I think that's something that like a lot of people in the workforce are still dealing with. For me, I have a very similar answer. I'm living for my family and I'm living for Allah. And I feel like as long as you have those two forces kind of like behind you, that's the reason you're going to keep moving and working and improving in your life. And that's basically it. That's a
1: great answer. I, I agree. I like how look majority of these questions, we kind of had similar thoughts to them, which yeah. is awesome. But we wanted to end you guys with fun questions. And I have found these questions, so we'll see how funny they are. <laughs> but basically, well, this one, the first one's kind of interesting. It's like, what's the stupidest thing you've ever done because someone dared you to? Okay,
0: I don't have an answer for this because I'm a chicken. You live like- your life so like... I'm like, just so afraid of getting in trouble. Yes. <laughs> so here's me, completely opposite. I share your story.
1: Please share your I story. I can't believe I'm sharing it online, but this is what happened to you guys. I, I think I was 19. My sister was 16, whatever. We were on the way to the city and I don't know what day it was, but literally the roads were dead. It was just me and my sister. We're still in the burbs, so we're not on the highway yet or anything, but me and her are traveling. Like we're going towards the city. On the other side, the opposite side, where the cars are going the opposite direction of us, there was a cop car and he's going the opposite way obviously i didn't know at that point my dad says i have a lead foot basically like i literally don't know how heavy my foot is i have it on the gas pedal really hard i guess i was going 16 to 30 that's dangerous you guys i'm not promoting <laughs> speeding but i really did not know i was speeding so what the cop turns his lights on i look at my rearview. i'm like oh my god oh shoot i was with my sister i'm like hibble i'm like he's coming for us why would i listen to my 16 year old sister she's like bust a turn right now go into um- oh my god she's like bust a turn right now she's like go into the neighborhood we can run away from him why in that moment did I think that this was possible? You guys, like, like here let me, let me foreshadow something you can never ever run away from a cop you can just you can't you know what I mean whoever's done it you're amazing I don't know how you did you're it you're amazing. <laughs> amazing again I'm not promoting that but basically you guys we went into the neighborhood and I was like kind of like you know trying to run away from him and everything and then before you know it me and her were faced off with three cop cars I don't know where they came I'm having a panic attack right yeah, now I'm just listening and that's when I broke down and I cried I'm like why did I listen to you? I'm like why did I in my right mind did I think that it was okay to run from a cop and he comes and he starts yelling at us and then the cops leave because I think they thought they were like drug dealers or something. Like, who yeah. are these people that are running away from the cops? When these sees just two little girls, like fatigue <laughs> girls, and everything, they're like, "What the hell is this?" The cop ended up being Italian. He basically like just yelled at us. I don't know how he found out we were Middle Eastern, but I guess he, I don't know, he found out some way. Maybe he looked at my name or something on my um, license. By the way, my license was expired. He didn't even know that. Oh my god! He made us get out of the car. He's like, "You can't even touch your vehicle." He's like, "Call your mom," and he's like, "I want, I want you to call your mom. Nobody else." I wish I knew my rights then. I would have been like, "No, I don't have to call." Oh, my mom you know what i mean i'm, I'm 19 age. years old yeah he's like nope he's like call your mom and I that's when I really started bawling because I was like, my mom is gonna come out with a babooch and literally whip me in front of this cop. Then he's probably gonna take her to jail for domestic abuse. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. But no, it ended up with my mom telling the cop, why are you giving my daughters tickets? They didn't do anything wrong. He's like, Lady, your daughters ran away from me. But you know, obviously me, I told him, like, you can't prove it and everything. He oh gave me- Oh my god. <laughs> he couldn't really. Because I told him I was trying to find the a different route to go to the city. He's like, Well, show it to me. I'm like, Well, obviously, I was like, I was telling you, I was in the middle of figuring it out, so I still don't know. Moral of the story, you guys, do not run away from a cop. Do not let somebody dare you, especially your sixteen-year-old sister.
0: Oh my god! It was.
1: I'm not gonna lie, it gave me a real like good adrenaline rush because it was like I was like in Grand Were you proud of. of
0: yourself in that moment?
1: After a while, Afterwards, I was like, oh damn, like I did that. I oh, ran yeah, away a from a cool cop. Hell yeah! <laughs> like, <it was laughs> See, crazy. no,
0: I'm I'm too much of a chicken to do that. Like, I I can't. I, I was having anxiety attack just listening to that story for the first time. I'm like, no. Like, I
1: took out a lot of parts because it's just too much. Yeah. But it was just, you guys just don't do that. Literally yeah, no. don't. But you would never think that I was somebody that to no. do that. I'm like such a grandma in real life. Like, I don't do that. Like, <laughs> run right away from cops. Oh, my God. This was a good question because, Zaina, you made it very philosophical. I, I don't know if it's philosophical, but you like, you, you kind of like were deeper in how you gave your answer. But basically, it's, would you rather have a permanently clogged nose or or a piece of green
0: food in your teeth all the time. (laughs) 100%. Like I can't stress this enough. I'd rather have food in my teeth. And why? Okay, so I think like, okay, back in the day when I was like in my early teens, early 20s, I definitely would have chosen the clogged nose because I was so into like, how others perceived me how I looked. I was always dieting. I was always wearing heels. I was always dressed in clothes that like, looked nice, but was so uncomfortable. But now I'm starting to more focused on my comfort than how I look. As long as I'm comfortable, like, I don't care about anything else. And clogged nose, like, when I had my deviated septum surgery, the most annoying thing in the world, like, when your nose is clogged, you're just reminiscing on the moments that you could breathe regularly.
1: So what does that say about me? That I don't want green food in me all the time and I'd rather have a clogged nose. Then that means I do care what people <laughs> no, think about it's not me. I'm, but it's, I do, I think. I think I don't want to talk to somebody and they're focusing on my green food like or green food in my mouth. I want them to focus on what I'm saying. Yeah. But Maybe like if it's, your nose
0: is clogged, you're going to sound like Minnie Mouse, like how I did in the I'd rather sound episodes. like Minnie Mouse than have like, freaking green-ish in my teeth because people are like, why didn't she just brush her teeth? There's
1: something there. I mean, you kind of give somebody secondhand embarrassment. I don't want to give anybody secondhand embarrassment yeah. because of
0: freaking food stuck in my teeth. I'm at that point where I don't care.
1: <laughs> I really don't. Last question, you guys, which kind of goes into what we want to talk about um, or what we want to end this episode on is, do you ever just want to walk away from technology? So as of recently, you guys social media has been taking a toll on me i feel like you know izana running two social media pages and it's like one is like a business page one's our personal page it's like you're running again two lives and then you're running also your personal life in real life it, it it's taken a toll on me where it's just too much and when i feel like i'm spending my life so much so online again it's not a bad thing because has it connected us with amazing incredible women that i would have never met in my life ever in real life probably yeah exactly that's why i, I do love it for that reason but i don't know if you want to mention this like what where we're trying to head towards in the new year.
0: Yeah, so we are planning on taking a month break. During that month, we are going to focus on our mental health and just self-care a little bit. Um, We are also, we're not stopping. We're still going to be active. So make sure that you are following us on social media. You're checking out our Instagram page. We will be providing like updates and posts and we'll still be active there. But we're just um, taking a little pause. Just a month break. Like I said, we'll still be working, but it won't be as full force as we're doing right now. I think it's become... We love doing this podcast and we created this podcast for it to be a safe space. We're constantly talking about taking care of your mental health and focusing on your own well-being. But behind the scenes, we're kind of hypocritical because we weren't doing that. And I think we can come back after this month and be more inspired. We can work harder. The work that we're putting out there will improve so much because we won't be running on fumes. And I think it's
1: taken us a while to get to this point where we want to take a month break because we've talked about this before. Sometimes when you take a break from your project or whatever it is, you are afraid that people might perceive it as you're failing or you're not as passionate about it as you were or anything like that. But then it's like, like you said, Zena, we're being hypocritical. If we're burning ourselves out, but we're telling other people, take care of your mental health, go seek a therapist, go take care of yourself, do self-care and all that. But you and I are not doing that. No. We were working, you guys, like Zaina and I have full-time jobs Monday through Friday, not Monday through Wednesday, Monday, th- no, Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, we're working on the podcast. But then it isn't to say that we weren't even working on the podcast Monday through Friday either, because like we're releasing
0: episodes on Wednesdays. We get home from work and we're still working. It's literally we're working 24 hours, seven days a week. And there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that takes a lot of time and effort and energy. And, you know, we both have full time jobs. We both have families. We both have other priorities and other responsibilities that we have to to pay attention to as well. And this isn't to say that we are giving up or that we're not passionate about this because we love this podcast and I don't see an end date for this podcast. Like when I think about it it's like I don't know when the end date is and I can't even imagine when we would stop doing this. And it
1: wouldn't like this is a break that I think I think I recommend this for everybody that has their own creative project that they're working on. And I consulted with other people that have like creative projects and they said like, I t- I've taken a month break. You have to do it. You really, you both have to do it because you're going to run, like you're going to just become so on edge that you're going to literally ruin your podcast. You're going to ruin your project where you're going to give it an end date because you didn't take care of yourself first. Me and Zena or Zayn and I can't give this project the life that, or the, wh- I guess what I'm trying to say is, this project can't come to life if we're literally dying inside, basically. Yeah. Like, if we have no energy or nothing to give from us, what are we giving the project? We're basically giving it nothing. So this and, you know, we're still working. in oh, And yeah, yeah. we still have recordings set up and everything. But we have recordings where we don't have deadlines to upload these recordings. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Like, we're still working, but we're working on our own pace behind the scenes nothing visual. Will you see us on social media here and there? Yes, we'll still be posting snaps and stuff like that. So it's not like we're completely like disappearing, but we're like focusing on what needs to be like where we need to take a break from and where we need to relax and recuperate and visit our families and see our families. Have days where we're just really relaxing.
0: So where I'm in bed watching Netflix, eating Postmates. Exactly. (laughs) I think the moral of this whole conversation is it's okay to hit the pause button. Yes. And it's okay to do it as often as you need. And And we're doing Doing it at our peak too, which people might look at it like, why are they doing it when they're like now gaining so much traction? But because we can't keep that high if we're on our low. Yes, like you were saying, like we need sized, to make sure know. that our mental health is. The, the most important thing because we can't allow these incredible women to come on our podcast and share their stories if we're not at our 100%. And it's like at what age do you get
1: where you start taking your own advice? Stop giving out advice. And I feel like online we do that a lot. I feel like that's a new norm on social media. Everybody writes long captions. We do it too where you're giving advice to other people. It's very valuable advice. A lot of people love it, but you're not taking it no. yourself. How can you give something that you're not even utilizing yourself? So Practice what you preach. Practice basically. what you preach 100%. So again, we're starting the new year. we're zayn and i relaxing we're doing a lot behind the scenes but we're doing it on our own own terms which is nice and then inshallah come february we'll be releasing episodes and everything
0: and we have a lot in store for you guys we have incredible recording set up in january and um, we do want to take a moment out to thank you guys honestly this year has been incredible like 26 for me like turning 26 was kind of like a, a new beginning you know i we created this podcast November was when we thought of it. December, I turned twenty six. You know, and and we kept working throughout this whole, this whole year of me turning twenty six. And now looking back as as a twenty seven year old, looking back and like thinking of what we did at that you know last year, or whatnot. I'm proud of that year. You like brought I'm the I'm idea really to life, and Anna. I'm I'm really thankful for you guys because each week you come back and you show your support and you listen. And your reviews are incredible. Your comments are amazing. And it makes us feel like all this hard work isn't for anything. Yeah, basically,
1: these are our unfiltered afterthoughts. So you don't have to stick around for them. <laughs> literally, I kind of just like went on a tangent. No, but. I love it. What you said, just please keep supporting us. We might not be releasing episodes for those f- like four Wednesdays in yeah. January, but it's just four Wednesdays. We'll be coming back full force. And. Like I said, we really recommend for everybody to do this and to really compare yourself to who you used to be and not to others, because that's when you burn yourself out, when you're trying to compete with others and you don't know their success story, what they're going through behind closed doors as well. Do things for yourself, do things with pure intentions, and Wallahi, it will show. It will show physically in the form of the creative project that you are working on. And like Zaina said, like I will literally probably repeat everything you said, but thank you to everybody because this podcast wouldn't be alive. It wouldn't be thriving without everybody that listens and without the girls that come on and share their amazing story and we have some pretty heavy stories coming in the new year I'm not gonna lie we did not start this podcast to share like fluff and stardust here like we said we're gonna go in and we're gonna share stories that are really hard to talk about but we're gonna normalize the topics we're gonna normalize these conversations and bring awareness to these conversations so yeah, the new year is going to start with some pretty heavy stuff, but we have to, we have to talk about these things. And like I said, make sure that
0: you're following us on social media, that you are on our Instagram, because we will be providing updates. We will be doing check-ins. We're not completely disappearing. It's not like we're turning off our phones and going into a cave. So make sure you follow. Thank you guys. See you in the new year. Bye.